The Word of God is living. It is powerful, infallible, indestructible, incorruptible, and it will work mightily in me. And now, your host, Pastor Jerry Maya Williams, from the service already in progress. Hallelujah! We exalt you, Lord! Amen. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Easter. Happy Resurrection Sunday to all of you. Today is the first Sunday after the first full moon after the vernal equinox. And that day is designated to be called Easter Sunday. Amen. And we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Glory to God. Amen. God is good. This will be the second Easter Sunday that we've celebrated during the pandemic. And I'm believing God that this will be the last Easter Sunday that we celebrate during a pandemic. Amen. Amen. This morning, I want to read to you from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 23. And I'll be looking at one verse of scripture. And today, I don't want to preach a traditional Easter Sunday message. But I want to focus in on one of the events that led up to Jesus being crucified on the cross and we know what happened after that. Jesus said, destroy this body. And in three days, I will raise it up again. So Jesus died on the cross. And he stayed in the grave for three days and three nights. But on that third day, he arose from the dead. Early one Sunday morning. Before the sun had come out, Jesus rose from the dead. In Luke, the Gospel of Luke, chapter 23, verse, 20, verse 26, reads as follows. Now as they led him away, they laid hold of a certain man, Simon, a Cyrenian, who was coming from the country and on him they laid the cross that he might bear it after Jesus. In the gospel of Matthew, Mark and Luke, the writers record this particular incident dealing with Simon of Serene. Simon was a person who happened to be in Jerusalem at a historical moment. And that was the crucifixion of Jesus. Simon was a foreigner. He was an African. Did you hear what I said? He was an African whose face stood out in the crowd. He was believed to be a Jewish proselyte who had traveled approximately 900 miles 
from Libya to Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover. Here we see in our foundation scripture, in our text, that as Jesus was being laid, led away to be crucified, Simon of Serene, he was just coming off of a road trip. He was coming out of the country, minded his own business, but his face stood out in the crowd. And so they compelled him when Jesus could no longer carry his own cross because his body was weak, because his body had lost a lot of blood. They compelled Simon to carry his cross. And he carried the cross. He bore that cross following after Jesus. That's important now. He bore that cross following after Jesus. But why was Simon compelled to bear Jesus' cross? This is the question that I want to use for a subject this morning. Why Simon? Why Simon? Undoubtedly, there were hundreds and perhaps thousands of people there in the crowd. And why was Simon compelled to bear this cross for Jesus? It didn't say that Simon and somebody else was compelled to carry it. Only Simon. Now, Jesus had been condemned to die. And he was condemned to die on the cross. And that was capital punishment in his day. The Romans utilized crucifixion on the cross to carry out capital punishment for a condemned prisoner. And condemned prisoners, they had to carry their own crosses to the execution site. To me, that's cruel and unusual punishment. You're going to crucify somebody. You're going to beat them and crucify them. Then say, you got to carry your own cross to the execution site. After they beat the prisoner, the prisoner had to carry his cross to the site where he would be finally executed and put to death. And we need to understand the dynamics of the cross. Many people, we, we, we wear crosses. We sing about the cross. But do you understand what the cross really was? The cross was solid wood. It was the timber of a tree. And most authorities say that the cross weighed between 250 pounds to 300 pounds. I, I need you to hear this. All the experts seem to agree on this, that that cross weighed anywhere between 250 pounds to 300 pounds, and the crossbar, the crossbar of the cross weighed somewhere between 70 to 90 pounds. But here Jesus was condemned to death. Death by crucifixion. And Jesus was forced to carry his own cross on that road of Via Dolorosa. 
And the Via Della Rosa was the path that went from Jerusalem to Golgotha, that hill called Calvary, where Jesus was executed. It was about one-third of a mile. I, I need you to understand this. They wanted Jesus to carry this heavy cross after they had beat him, tortured him. They wanted him to carry this heavy load for one-third of a mile. But in his humanity, in his humanness, he had nothing left because of the blood that he'd already lost, because he had been beaten. And all of a sudden, Jesus fell to the ground, couldn't carry his cross any longer, couldn't bear that heavy load. They led him away down the Via Dolorosa. And when Jesus could no longer carry his own cross, they spotted a face in the crowd. They spotted Simon of Serene. Where was Serene? Serene was a country in North Africa. It is the modern day Libya. So this man was not just an African, he was a black man. So they compelled him. He was just coming out of the country, minding his own business, coming off, as I would say, he's coming off a road trip. And only God knows how long it took him to get to Jerusalem. Whether he came by boat or whether he walked, it took many days to get there. Now he's there in Jerusalem celebrating the Passover. And when Jesus could no longer carry his own cross, they compelled, listen to me, beloved, they compelled Simon to carry the cross. They didn't ask Simon. They didn't suggest to Simon. They didn't say, can you help this guy out? No, they compelled Simon to bear the cross and follow after Jesus. We need to understand something about crucifixion. Crucifixion was agonizing. Hear me now. Crucifixion was dehumanizing. Crucifixion was excruciating. It was shameful. It was a shameful way to die. In fact, most people feared this form of execution in Jesus' day. Jesus wasn't the first to be crucified. So what am I saying here? Notwithstanding the agony, notwithstanding the dehumanization, notwithstanding the excruciating pain, to die by suffocation after your hands had been nailed through, your feet had been nailed through, pierced in your, in your side. And to die on top of that from asphyxiation, from suffocation, that was excruciating and a shameful. Jesus was a bloody mess by the time they nailed him to the cross. But to die that shameful death, Jesus did it. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2 tells us, Looking unto Jesus, 
who is the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, not despising the shame, notwithstanding how shameful this death was, Jesus endured it with joy because he saw me, he saw you, he saw others coming to God through him because they believed on him. But my question is, why Simon? Why me? Why Simon? Perhaps you've asked that question. Sometimes you can be in a store minding your own business, but somebody will come up to you and accost you and suspect you of shoplifting all because of the color of your skin. Sometimes you can be driving. You'll be pulled over because of the color of your skin. You can be walking down the street, thrown up against the wall, and searched without probable cause, all because of the color of your skin. So as I looked at this, as I looked at Matthew's account, Mark's account, and Luke's account of what happened to Simon, my question was, why Simon? Why Simon? Now the name Simon means, I need you to hear this, the name Simon means obedient. It means one who listens, one who hears. And when Simon was compelled to carry Jesus' cross, he was obedient. He didn't resist the Roman soldiers. He didn't cuss them out. He was obedient. He listened to their command. He heard their command. And perhaps he heard something that others in the crowd didn't hear. Perhaps Simon heard from Almighty God himself. So Simon was obedient. But why Simon? And I asked myself this question, could it be because he was black? Could it be because he was black? Now in Jesus' day, the Jews were dark-skinned people. But they weren't necessarily black like the African. They were dark-skinned people. And we got to stop believing the lies that Jesus was a man with blonde hair, blue eyes, and European features. We got to stop believing the lies. We watch the movies, you, you know, movies about the crucifixion of Jesus. We got to stop believing the lies that the people in Jesus' day were Europeans. Not so. They were dark-skinned people. But something about Simon, his face stood on the crowd. His face stood on the crowd because he was black. Could it be because he was black? In Song of Solomon, chapter one. Now this whole thing about blackness is, is not something outside of the realm of what scripture, scripture teaches us. Black faces stand out in the crowd. Have you ever been anywhere when there are people in the place 
that didn't look like you, but maybe you saw one or two that looked like you, and you begin to feel a little, a little more comfort. In fact, you may have gravitated toward them to, to just strike up a conversation with them just to make yourself feel a little more at ease. Well, the Bible has a lot to say about that. In Song of Solomon, chapter 1, verse 6, that verse says, Look not upon me because I am black. Because the sun has looked upon me and my mother's children were angry at me, they made me the keeper of the vineyards, but my own vineyard have I not kept. Do you understand what Solomon was saying in that verse? Do you understand what the voice of the Shudamite woman was saying? She was saying, don't stare at me. Don't glare at me because I'm black. See, black faces stand on the crowd. She says, don't look at me like that. Oh, I like that one. I said it a lot myself. Don't you look at me like that. Don't look at me like that because I am black. For the sun has looked upon me. In other words, the sun has made my skin black. Then she went on to say, well, my mother's children, in other words, my mother's sons, they were angry at me. Why are people so angry at black folk? All over the world, people seem to be angry at black folk. My mother's children were angry at me. They made me the keepers of the vine. In other words, they sent me out in the fields to work because of their anger. In my own vineyard, have I not kept? When I read that, I thought about how many times the history of African Americans, particularly in America, the history has been we've done everything for the majority, being a minority, and even neglecting some of those things that were in our own interests. I remember as a young boy, and I was in junior high at this time, middle school, and when my brother went off to college, one of my older brothers went off to college, my mother, who was a stay-at-home mom, she decided that she would take a job doing what they call in that day, day work. And she would go to this exclusive neighborhood where the rich folks stayed in our town, Ottawa Hills, and she would clean up the houses for white people just to have money to send my brother to help him out in college. And I thought about that. How is it that my mother could be gone all day cleaning up somebody else's house, and then when she get home, she don't have time to clean up our house. But we got beat if we didn't clean it up. Do you understand the dynamic? The dynamic has been, if you're black, get back. If you're brown, stick around. And if you're white, you're right. This has been a, a worldwide dynamic. 
This was also a dynamic in Jesus' day. Simon of Cyrene, because of the blackness of his skin, his face stood out in the crowd. His face stood out in the crowd. So I began to ask myself, could it be because he was black, he was compelled to carry the cross of Jesus? Or could it be he was big and strong? Remember now, as a black man, he was a descendant of Ham. Remember, Noah had three sons. Come on. Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Ham was Noah's second son. But, but Ham had four sons. Ham was a black man. In fact, the name Ham itself means, it means warm, hot, black, and swarthy. Huh? Dave, you are warm, hot, black, and swarthy. So could it be that Simon was big and strong? I've given that some consideration. Now Noah had three sons. Ham was the second son. And Ham had four sons. But the lie that's been told that people that look like you and me, that we are under the curse of Ham. Read your Bibles, beloved. God, Noah never cursed Ham. Let me say it again. Noah never cursed Ham, nor cursed Ham's son, Canaan. Canaan was cursed. But there were three other sons that Ham had. There was Cush. There was Put, and there was Mizraim. Simon of Serene would have been the descendant of Put. Put is the son or the grandson of Noah that migrated to northern Africa. So why Simon? Could it be because he was black? Could it be because he looked big and strong? And that's a stereotype that many people that are afraid of your black skin have of you. That you're always going to be the angry one. You're always going to be the big and strong one. And so out of their fear, they react to you differently than they will react to somebody else. We have so many cases in our country of police brutality. And even police killing black citizens. And there seems to be a common thread for the excuse. And that common thread is, I was in fear of my life. How's it that you're in fear of your life when you kill an um, uh, unarmed person? Unarmed. But yet, you're armed. You have a service, a side weapon. Service pistol or side weapon. You have a billy club. You have mace. You have a taser. So in addition to have a badge and a gun, you have other defensive weapons. But yet, you're the one afraid. I'm telling you, you're in the wrong line of work. Any police who says, I took somebody's life because I was afraid, need to find another line of work. 
How can you going to serve and protect those you're afraid of? And it's all because, or is it because, the blackness of your skin? So why Simon? Here's what I believe as I meditated on this. I believe that God chose Simon. That Simon was highly favored of God. He was chosen by God for this wonderful privilege to bear the cross of Jesus. This is what I believe. Why, Simon? I believe God wanted us to see. He wanted to show that the Gentiles, particularly the Gentile that's of African descent, he wanted to show that the Gentiles have a part in Christ, not just the Jews. And that the Gentiles were to share in the benefits of the cross. What were the benefits of the cross? First Peter chapter 2, verse 24 says, Who him own self bore our sins in his own body on the tree, and we being dead to sins might live unto righteousness by whose stripes we were healed. So the benefits of the cross is not only forgiveness, redemption, and salvation, but it's also healing. It's deliverance. It's every promise of God. We share in that. And God was showing us that because you're black, you don't have to get back. You share in the benefits of the cross. And this is why I chose Simon. Could it be that God wanted to pass on a legacy? He wanted to pass on a legacy of black hope, black faith, and black love. Faith, hope, and love is a legacy of ours. And as we read in the New Testament about Simon of Serene, according to Mark chapter 15, verse 21, Simon also had two sons, Alexander and Rufus. In Acts chapter 19, you'll find where Alexander makes a defense of the gospel. Then in Romans 16, you'll find where Paul says that Rufus was chosen of the Lord. So I believe that God chose Simon because he knew that his sons would come to believe and that Simon would leave a legacy of faith, hope, and love. This is our legacy. We should not fight hate prejudice and bigotry with more hate. We should fight it with love. We should fight it with faith and hope. This is our legacy from God. And God, I believe, was showing this to us when he allowed Simon to carry Jesus' cross. Why, Simon? Was it because God wanted to provide us a beautiful but yet painful picture of our calling? As disciples, we are called to carry the cross behind Jesus. I need you to hear this. This is critical. Not only did Simon carry the cross for Jesus, it's important. 
Join us Sunday at Agape Word Fellowship, where Dr. Jerry Maya Williams is your pastor, proclaiming a life-changing message of the agape love and power that God is. For more information, log on now at www.agapeword.net. 1430 South New Hope Road, Agape Word Fellowship.